Sin Mixes Podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Nix. Tonight, I'm sitting with JT from Six Scars. What's up, JT? Hello, Mel. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's nice to have you back on the podcast. Uh, we Thank you. We for Mental Health Week for the first time on the Nix's Podcast. So we've met before. So this feels a little <laughs> comfortable, a little more, uh, you know. So Absolutely. We'll go right in with some questions and see uh, the man behind Six <laughs> well, Six Stars, just to let you guys know, is a one-person thing. Um, like a lot of bands that I've met in the past through the podcast, um, you guys are a lot of one-person bands that call themselves a band name, and I think it's cool. Um, you're not very um, imaginative with, like, hey, I'm Melanie Nix, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, That's a great name, though. Come on. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> How was music introduced to you? So it's weird. Uh, music was introduced to me through church at first. Like I, my parents were avid churchgoers, and then they were part of the choir. Uh, the very first bands I can remember listening to was like some Christian power metal. <laughs> so like Petra and Striper and things like that. And, and it morphed from there. And my first taste of uh, what they would call, you know, non, non-religious was uh, Metallica's uh, Seek and Destroy <laughs> off of Sting's WCW wrestling theme song. <laughs> and I kind of fell in love with it from there and then, you know, just began my musical journey probably from the age of 10 on. You were saying Christian metal, Christian rock? Yeah, that was actually the introduction for me. Uh, you know, I, I started listening to Petra and Striper at a very early age. I remember Die Hard just trying to beat the hell out of the drums to the hell with the devil at a local church. And I, you know, little old me can't play shit for drums, but, <laughs> but you know, from, from there it just kind of morphed. I, I started listening to a lot of, uh, you know, Christian rock bands. Uh, I, I found Skillet. When they before they were making it big, and then you know really fell in love with their stuff at an early age, and then from there you know the 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 journey just kind of took a life of its own. It went from Christian rock to new metal to hard rock to old rock, or you know you, you name it, and it kind of influenced me. And now there's so many subgenres of rock and metal that we can't even know anymore what we're. Oh, it's a surprise, I, like. I, I saw one the other day, and I, I don't know if it was a joke or not on Facebook, but it said polka core. <laughs> I mean, uh, do your thing, man. <laughs> the the, the <laughs> are getting crazy, guys. It's it's getting it's getting fucking crazy. It is. <laughs> you come from a musical family. Uh, not really. I mean, my parents were, were, you know, avid singers in their church choir and things like that. But as far as musical and talent, I, not really. Um, I think I was kind of just, you know, I, I made myself that way. Like I started trying to teach myself how to sing and how to do different things probably by age 12, 13. And then just been kind of hitting the grind ever since, but nobody else in my family was really, uh, into the music. How did you get into it? Uh, yeah, you, you, you've listened to music, but how did you get to singing? So again, it uh, ironically started out at church, which is so weird how all that happens, even though I'm not 
part of the, the scene anymore. But it's like, you know, you, you start and like I started in the, the, the praise and worship band. And then, you know, I started doing covers of songs at church. And then one thing led to another. I, I used to play guitar, play. Quotation marks here, play. Absolutely, quotation marks. Um, guitar, I mean, I know how to play What's Up, Born on Blondes, and that's my party trick. I, yeah, I could play Hurt by, by Johnny Cash for you, no problem. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, from there, it just kind of morphed. I was like, well, I don't want to play something. I, I want to be more emotional with it. And then I found singing. And then from there, it went from, you know, well, I don't want to just sing these soft songs. I want, I want anger <laughs> and aggression as a, as a young 13 year old little boy would want. <laughs> and then, you know, at that age, it was, it was like 2003. I mean, the, the post hardcore scene was all the rage. I mean, you had Under Oath, you had He Is Legend, Showbread. I mean, all of those bands had such an influence on my screaming style that, I mean, you, I'd be remiss without mentioning it. You, you have a very unique voice, but you also sound like a very famous singer. Well, I appreciate that. I'm sure you've heard it before, but um, your vocal qualities resemble a lot of these of Jonathan Davis, lead singer for Porn. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's he's an idol. I mean, he really is. Like, I mean, I grew up listening to his music, and my voice just kind of naturally lent itself to to that style and some of the more like Manson and things like that. And it's like. Well, the hell with it. Like, instead of trying to make my voice do other things that I can't accomplish right now, like, let me just lean into it. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's something that's important to say because um, a lot of us artists want to mold our voices instead of just using what we have. Just we want to say, yeah, but I want to sound like this person. Just sound like yourself. Mm-hmm. That's why mm-hmm. your voice is very unique. Yes, it does. Uh, remind me of Jonathan Davis, but it's you're not a copycat. Uh, you can tell you. using your voice. You're not trying Thank to. You. That that means a lot to me as well because I've I've heard that quite a bit in like the local scene where it's like, oh, you're just trying to be a copycat. No, 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 no. It's just like my style lends it that way. So like, why why push myself and possibly ruin my vocal cords? <laughs> Why try to be something that you're not? That that's where your emotion comes out. That's great. Yes. Um, I mean, it's it's a great vocal quality to have, and with people that tell you that you're trying to be somebody that you're, you know what I mean? He, he I agree. Voice, you have your own voice. Um, where sometimes you said like you could sound like him, you could sound like more Manson-y, and you can have yeah. more deep. You don't know, scream deep, you know. So it's. You have your own thing going. Yeah. I, I like it. <laughs> Thank you. From day one when I started this, um, now I've heard a lot of you guys. I've heard a lot of your songs. I've, but that first time hearing all the indie bands, that's like so exciting to hear the, 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 the talent coming from what we're not used to hearing. And yeah. I was in the car and I remember I put um, Better Off Dead in the car and I was like well who's this <laughs> on a second and even Amanda was like who's that 
And I was like, that's six stars. And that's where our love for your music came right in. First, first listen. Thank you so much. Read behind your stage name. So the 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 name Six Scars actually came from. Um, so throughout my life, I've had uh, six brain surgeries, and um, in that process, I had to relearn how to read, how to write, and how to walk when I was nineteen. Um, not something a whole lot of people go through, you know, but. Um, it, it could be a lot worse, but anyway, I, I digress. Uh, the name came from, you know, sitting there and trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And I was like, all right, I have two options. I can either be, I can become the scars. I, I can be absolutely defined by, by what has happened to me. And for a long while it did. But in the end, I was like, you know what to hell with that? I'm going to take what happened to me. And I'm going to turn it into something, you know, effing epic. <laughs> and it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I've reached it yet, but I'm, I'm never going to stop trying. It depends on what you define as success. So what do you I, define success as? You know, I, I've listened to so many of your, your podcasts on here, and I love that question because there's really no wrong answer, right? To me, it's, you know, doing this right here, right? Just talking about my music with other people and knowing it actually resonates. If, if I had to boil it down though, I, I would hope that, you know, my music could possibly be what, you know, uh, the music that I listened to growing up did for me. Like it, things that helped me deal and cope. And I just, I hope that my music can be that kind of outlet. And if I can reach just one person doing that, man, that's that's a huge success. Absolutely, absolutely. And your, <laughs> I mean, your music is very diverse. It's very. I remember during Mental Health Week, we listened to. Um, I don't want to say the title wrong, so. Oh no no! Um, a note from the other side. Yeah yeah. Uh, that like like we uh, mentioned in that Mental Health Week, that one I struggled with releasing because it's just, it's a very raw track. It's, it's, you know, it's, I have severe bipolar. So, I mean, you know, it's just two sides of the same coin, just fighting back and forth. And it's one side telling you, Hey, go out and live the life that you need to live before it's over. But then there's that part of me like, nah, you know, all your trauma has, it closed the casket on you. And then the other part's like, but I, I need to live. And it's just that whole, you know, dichotomy between the two. It's a constant battle, right? It's a constant. Absolutely. It's like the, the metaphor of having that, you know, angel and that devil on your shoulder. Constantly. Mm-hmm. And you just wish you could put both of them away and be like, be gone. Yes. Be gone. <laughs> <laughs> How do you describe your music? I don't want to put you in a box, so I'm not necessarily no. asking for a genre, but how do you describe your music? You know, I've, I've thought about that lately because I've been asked a couple times. It's, I really don't have a certain way. Like, if I had to get, if I had to take a crack at it, it's, you know, it's alternative metal infused, uh, that, like, I, I don't really know because I feel like the, the great thing about, you know, Six Scars and, and all full transparency, all my stuff is instrumental based. I've, you know, I'm working on something though outside of, uh, instrumentals. Um, 
the beauty of it though is I'm I'm not confined to a box. And it's like I have that that shoegaze metal side of me, and then I have that new metal, and all you know, I got the hard rock, and then I mean I'm even working on a retro wave track right now, just because like why not? <laughs> I mean, Tom McDonald himself is a um, hip hop artist. He's mm-hmm. an indie artist, but he makes rock. He makes rap. He makes. And he made a pop song. And he said, you know what? I'll release a pop song as an indie artist. And he charted number one on the pop charts. And see, I think that's amazing. When you can cross genres like that and maintain like your artistic credibility and not compromise in the same process, that's amazing. Oh, the guy's amazing. I mean, you get a chance to listen to him. Um, I have. I, I, I dig him. <laughs> um, uh-huh. It's a reach, but, you know, you're listening, Tom. <laughs> join the join the Melanie Nix podcast for an interview, Tom McDonald. <laughs> How do you create your your sound, your music, your your lyrics? Where did all where does it all start from? It's it's one of those things where in my mind it it kind of plays out like a movie, and it's usually inspired by stories that I've either gone through or you know I I feel like could be taken into the same kind of context of the song. Um, and then from there, it's like I kind of piece it together like a three-act three, three act play almost. And it's like, okay, here's the verse, here's the chorus, here's, you know, and so on. And then I'll iron it out. And, you know, my my song, like I'd like to sit here and tell you, oh, it takes me a week to write songs. And it's like sometimes it can take me up to a week. And then a lot of times – it, it takes me 45 minutes to an hour and I'm like scribbling down everything that I feel. And then not all the lyrics make it. Obviously I, I cut out quite a bit, but I mean, that's kind of the creative process. Like I have notebooks filled with lyrics. A lot of people do that. A lot of people have the journal, uh, Abby, which I had on episode four, I think uh, he journals and. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah that he comes back to it, starts reading it. See, I, I used to do it on computer, and then my hard drive crashed one point, and I lost like 10 years of lyrics, and I never did that again. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, computers are they're super fun, but we had fun with technology when we started trying to start this interview today. <laughs> right. <laughs> Technology's awesome, but at the same time, it can give you... Really bad headaches. Oh, every day. <laughs> Who inspires you? Uh, what band? What musician? Would this be like the what? What inspired me to get into it, or just what inspires me right now? Just right now, what musician inspires you? Not necessarily musically, like. Okay. Um. So then, without a doubt, it is Carbon Stone. Um. The absolutely amazing band. Not just that, absolutely amazing people. I, I reached out to Corey. I've been a fan of theirs since 2005, 2006. And I reached out to Corey and I was talking to him. And, uh, not only did he end up liking me enough to put him on, uh, put me on a track, but like he reached out and he told me when I wanted to walk away from music in 2019, he told me no. He was like, you know, go away for a little while, but always come back. And it's like, I mean, 
the way he is with his fans, that whole band, the way they are, that's, that's what inspires me. And that's what like made me want to try to reach out to the community the way I did. So, I mean, undoubtedly carbon stone is just, Oh my God, they're everything to me. I haven't had a chance to talk to anybody else um, in the band. I know we have been introduced it up with Carpet Stone. Corey is an amazing dude. Um, yeah. There's a lot of those bigger bands, the bigger indie bands that you think, you know, wouldn't be approachable at all. Um, Carpet Stone is a good one. Um, Dying Oath. Yes. They're they're local to me and I still haven't seen them and it pisses me off. Oh, Dying Oath? Yeah. Um, we're going to see them on June third. So by the time this air, maybe we've gone already. I'm not sure about the dates, but <laughs> um here in Charlotte. Oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah, yeah. Gotta go see Mindy. Um, Mindy was incredible. She still is. She she tears it up. She's uh, very, very down-to-earth, very still humble, and uh, they played Blue Ridge Festival. I mean, they Yeah, played. yeah. I, I found them through Blue Ridge and uh, Nailbite, if you haven't heard of them. <laughs> but Carpenstone, a great band. I mean, Corey is a really, really good dude. He is. You wish them very well. Their new song release was... Oh my God! Beautiful, right? Just absolutely beautiful. Amazing song, and they're getting supported the way they should be getting supported, which is really finally, cool. yes. They put the work in. It's, uh, oh yeah. For them to start getting what the work, all the work they put into it. Absolutely. Speaking of music, um, let's take a break and go listen to "Better Off Dead" uh, by Six Stars featuring. We'll be right back. Yeah. 
we're back. We've just listened to Better Off Dead from Six Cards featuring um, JT. What's the inspiration behind the song? With Better Off Dead, it, it you know, I was in a very, uh, very low mindset. Um, I, I had, uh, not to delve too much into it, but I went through a situation last year where I lost the home that I was in. I lost the the people that I knew at that point, like, you know, and then I ended up having to move back in with with my parents and I was just sitting there and I felt so low. You know, it's just one of those feelings where, God, I just I feel like everything would just be better off if I was dead. And it's, you know, it's it's that whole like the 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 verse part where it says, can you hear me? Can can you fix me? And it's like I'm 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 pleading. I'm pleading over here, but I, I, at the same time, I felt like, you know, this is what, this is what probably would be better off right now. And then I just sat there and I started writing it. And, you know, within an hour or so, I'd say I actually ironed out that final version of it. And then I, I sent that track to Steve the day that I recorded it. And he was like, Oh my, like he fell in love with it. And then I just sent him that. And I was like, dude, I want you on the bridge. And we had communicated back and forth before. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. I sent him it, no lyrics. He tore it up. Oh, my dear God, did he tear it up. Like, I couldn't have asked for anything better. And here we are, like, that song, that song got me so many followers and everything. Like, I started this year out at 600 followers, and I'm up to 1.3 on that with a hundred Spotify listeners. I'm like, what is even going on? And I, I accredit that song to everything. That song is solid. Very, very solid. We're also going to feature Steve on a podcast episode. In the- He's such a good dude. He, oh. <laughs> so, um, so shout out to him. And uh, Absolutely. I'm give a little shout out to whoever creates your music yes um better off dead actually came specifically from uh one on youtube his name is matt a tracker and the dude is finally starting to blow up and he's who i purchased my licenses through and everything else but undoubtedly he deserves every bit of recognition because those instrumentals oh my god they're they're fire like he he did the instrumental for that save me um, all all my older kind of new metal tracks, those are all his. I mean, there's a lot of talent out there. Yeah. You know, for, 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 for other singers, other people that would be listening to this, saying, well, I can't do this because I don't have a band. This man right here is the proof that if you want it enough, you'll find it. I mean, and, yeah. you have to pay. I mean, let's not, you know, let's not hide things. I mean, you're... No, yeah. If you drink, you gotta pay for, you know, and, uh, but I mean, it's, it's worth it. It absolutely is, and I mean, look, look at what it's finally bringing, you know, I've, I've been at it for several years, and it's like, you know, I'm, I'm just now starting to see, I, I hope just what's the beginning of the, you know, the fruits of the labor, but it's like, had I not started trying to, to make myself and do anything, cause it's like, you know, I sat there and I was like, I, I can't play any instruments. And I, I, I don't have any people in my area that I can do a band with right now. So like I have all these, these, these words inside. What do I do? And then I just happened upon that and I was like, that's a thing like that, like royalty, like you can purchase to 
what? <laughs> yeah, because some people can make music but don't have words. Yeah. So they make music for other people that have words that can't make music. I mean, it's that's how music works. That's how. And let's not forget that some of the biggest artists don't write their own music either. You know. I, I know. So. And, and if it's okay, I'd actually like to take this moment to encourage anybody who, like, you know, is in a similar position, don't feel bad about doing it that way. As long as you're forthright about it, nobody is going to have any exceptions to it. Like, you might feel like a little bit of an imposter, but, you know, it's, 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 you're, you're, you're putting your own spin on what you were given. I mean, would, would you really? Because as a singer, I mean, in my, my, my band that I was in, before, um, as a singer, I didn't contribute really on the music. Um, the guys did the music. Okay, okay. You know? I, well, so, maybe it's more individual, like individual mindset based, which mine's a you know it's a cluster. I'm bringing a, another another point to the table here for you to, to think on. You know, that's I mean, very true. Singer, you're a singer. How can you change that riff to the dance instead of, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, most of the times, guitar players don't listen. Love you, I understand. Players, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, the better <laughs> is the way I discovered you. That's, that's the song that first song I heard from you, so. It was a good introduction. Very good. I, to this day, I think it's still the best piece that I've released. Uh, shout out to Gus Walner for produ- for mixing and mastering that track. It was him and Steve. Steve mixed it down, and then Gus Walner of You Think Music uh, mastered it for me. And uh, just a phenomenal job. Teamwork. Absolutely. Teamwork, and it's always better that way. I mean, you can't do everything yourself. I mean, some people can, but I like to work with a team. Yeah, I know my limitations, so I try to I try to get the quality as good as I can. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Do you have any collaboration plans? Yes, yes. Um, I I actually uh, I can't say too terribly much, but I have two tracks with uh, with Steve right now. And then I have one with my buddy Chris Dredge from uh, Spawn of Psychosis. Uh, again, it's it's not my project, so I can only say you know that I'm on it. But um, I'm very excited for all of those announcements to finally start dropping. So exciting when you know something, but you can't tell people, and you're like, okay, <laughs> yeah, yes, but no, I can't. We'll just keep our eyes open. Yes. Yes. How do you balance music, work, and any other obligations that you would have? You know, I I feel like, I don't want to say I'm unique in this way, but it's like I I tend to burn out at times. You know, I'll I'll go full on into, into the music for about a month, and then I'm like, okay, I need to kind of step back and re, you know, like I've gone so headlong into it that I've burned myself out on literally every other aspect of my life. Um, but you know, I mean, I, I think you have to have a healthy ratio, especially, you know, if it is your passion, but if you're more prone to 
burnout, I guess would be the right word. So I kind of have to meter myself when it comes to actually diving into it because then I'll find myself pulling away from it. So I try to do, you know, like 50% music and then 50% of work throughout the days that I actually have to work. And then on my days off, 30% music and then other hobbies. It's a, it's a good thing. It's, I, I feel that. I do the same thing. I start something and I just head on. And then after a few weeks, I'm like, okay, I'm tired. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's sick. That's usually what happens for me is that I'll push, I'll push, I'll push. And then at yeah. one point, I just turn into uh, what I've been for the last week and a half now is a big coughing mess. Um, Your body tells you when you've done enough. We were supposed to have a podcast a month. And then in March, I entered the beautiful indie community that we know on Facebook. And we're now two to three podcasts a week. Wow. I mean, you've blown up. Look, until September. And they're still coming in. That's amazing. People now. Um, (laughs) On days that I don't... I, I need... 10 days a week um, and at least 48 hour days instead of 24 hour days and I'd be very happy I understand <laughs> my body is not liking me right now but you know it'll, it'll get better I have a good team like I said um, Ames sat down on one of the interviews with me and so Ames always always comes in and saves my ass I love her <laughs> oh I do too She's good. She's a good one. What are your plans for the coming months? I know there's plans coming out. We just announced we just announced the album on Facebook, which I'm not yeah. going to try to pronounce it. You can go ahead and pronounce it yourself, JT. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a pain in the ass title. I know. Um, it's called Proprioception, and um, it is actually going to be an intertwined story album so i guess you know like a concept album but um i'm hoping to have it released by october that is the goal right now um uh it's actually you know it's it's i think it's going to be the best story that i can put together right now because um it's it's basically about shattered dimensions and not knowing what your perception of reality actually is and it has a it has a lot of different you know hidden meanings behind it, so I'm I'm just really excited for all those tracks to come out and you know maybe people will actually dissect them and figure out what the some of the stuff is behind it. It's gonna be like an album where if I listen to it in order. Is it mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, ironically, Nebulous Translucent, the one that I released last month, that song. Uh, is actually just the tip of the iceberg and it's, it's such a departure from my normal style. Like that, that whole song was just like, I let somebody listen to it and you know, like they're like, this is a mind <laughs> compared to what you usually put out. And I said, yeah, that's the whole point. Like the, the, that's the beginning of the descent into the madness that is the album. We could find that song on any streaming platforms. As of right now, you should be able to find it on any of the major uh, streaming platforms. Um, some of the more unknown ones are kind of hard to get onto with with DistroKid. But you're at least on P 
people usually listen to the major ones. So yeah, yeah, Spotify, YouTube, all that. What's the ultimate career goals with with six cars? Ultimate career goal. You know, I, I sat there and I was I was thinking about that a few weeks ago, and um, my my ultimate career goal right now, and I'm hoping I can break that goal and then go on to the next one is um, I got to tear the stage up for one song with Carbon Stone <laughs> a year ago uh, or longer than a year ago now, but uh, it was the sound stage in Baltimore. And it was the first time I'd been on stage in 10 years. And it's like, that currently is my goal to get myself back to the sound stage. And then from there, I don't know, uh, maybe, you know, maybe some tours, and stuff like that at some point. So finding a band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to find the guys to back you up, the girls. Let's go into one of these deeper questions that we have. How's music important to society? Well, I mean, I think music is important to society in the sense that, you know, like if we don't have it, what other outlets do we really get? So I mean you you take away music from somebody who is expressing their their life through that. I mean, it drives them mad. It's like I know what it's like going just a week without being able to record or write or anything, and I'm like, I'm ready to go pull my hair out because it's just like a fire, you know. I don't know if you're that way, like some people are, but some people aren't. But it's like a fire just shut up inside you that you just can't get out until you're, you know, you're at the microphone or you're listening or you're just writing something. And it's like I feel like without that. How how different would society be? I mean, and and I think we'd oh, have a lot more violence. Absolutely. How many absolutely. people just during mental health week? How many people said music is my outlet? Yeah. I have music, you know. I get mad. I sit down and I make music. Yeah, and if if we didn't have that, I, I don't know where I would be. Uh, you know, the d- depression would take a sh- very strong hold. And, you know, like a lot of my my lyrics are angry because I'm expressing myself. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know where I would be. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's important for the kids. I mean, they're trying to cut art programs, music programs. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's so shitty. What, we're going to have kids <laughs> do school and only school like the whole time they're there no outlet no that's that's so that's so horrible too because you're you're giving these kids no outlet but yet you're force feeding them everything that you want them to know not everything they need to know but then taking away creative arts and it's like you're wondering why there's a bunch of drones walking around every day exactly well that's what they want right talk that way talk that way and you know the dumber, the better. Exactly. Easier to control. Mm-hmm. So you said the name of your latest album. Um, I'm not going to try, but what's the meaning behind it? So proprioception, it is um, the meaning of it is it's a medical term. Um, it's about knowing where you are in the space that you occupy. So I used it as a metaphor, and it's like, you know, um, not knowing where you are in the mindset that you occupy. So I, w- I was thinking, I was like, that would be a, such a great name. 
Because, <laughs> no, one, nobody's used it, and two, nobody's going to want to pronounce it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even trying, guys. I'm getting <laughs> for the rest of the episode. Um, I understand. But I can pronounce this one, though. Uh, we're going to take a break and go listen to another scar from Six Scars, and we'll be right back. Another scar. Um, that's the latest single off your album, right? Yes. So what's uh, what's the deal with another scar? I mean, six scars, another scar. You gotta. It, it, there's a theme. <laughs> Clearly, there's a theme. Um, scars, scars are very thematic. Um, honestly, with another scar, it, it links to uh, that part of depression, and you know. Uh, lethargic feeling where it's like, you know, you're using every excuse in the world to not get up and do something with your life. You, you, you're, you're dead before you've even lived. And, you know, that was the whole motivation behind that one. And it was, it was, it was, it was a freeing one in a way because it's like, I was finally telling myself, like, you're, you're done using these excuses. Like, get out there and live your life before, but before it's over. Right? Because <clears throat> you never know. Yeah. You never know when life can just 
He does. I mean, you've been through a lot already, already so, you, you know, you know that, you, you know. It, it could be gone at any moment, you know. It's it's just, it's fleeting. It's, uh, it is something that we need to cherish. Yes. Every day. Waking up, taking a breath every day is something that uh, we need to be a little more thankful for. So I agree. I agree. What's the best piece of advice another musician has ever given you? Best piece of advice? Probably just don't give up. You know, I I, I talked about Carly Stone and, and Corey earlier, and between him and that guitarist that they had, Neely, I mean... Both of those two just opened their arms and like, I mean, they just welcomed me when I was talking to them. And I mean, they both told me, you know, don't give up, you know, do, do what you want. If you want to try to do music, like, Hey, do it. Like if it hadn't been for them, I, I don't, I really don't know if I would have started it. So it's a good thing that they did give you that advice. It is because I, I almost walked away. I, I I almost just threw my hands up and was like, I'm never touching music again. I can't do anything on my own. Like, there's just no point to it. I don't think you'd be the same person today. Do what? I don't think you'd be the same person today. Absolutely not. I, there's just, music is, is it's ingrained in me. Every day in my life, there's either some kind of music going on in my head or in my earbuds. Like, it, it's so, like, you can't talk about JT without talking about Music. I, I, that's what I hope anyway. <laughs> well, music connects us. It's connected a, a lot of us. Um, I mean, that's where we all met, is through music. So you take all that music away, you take all those connections, you take everybody, yeah. you know, and uh, that's not something I'm ready to let go of. I oh, mean, absolutely. Music is bringing so many, so many people together right now. Um, I mean, social media. Um, social media is changing the game. Uh, it changed the game a long time ago, but it's still ever changing. Uh, after it is. A whole new set of rules, a whole new, uh, but this time we're making the rules. Yes, I, I think it's the best time to be an artist of any kind because we, there's communities out there that will actively build you up. And it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. It's like people understood instead of Competing and trying to step on each other's head. Um, let's lift each other up. Exactly. Uh, instead of trying to do shows alone, now you see four, five, six bands um, doing shows together. You know, like it's it, it, it's nice. It's nice to see that. It's, it's, it's uh, personally, I, I love going to see in a small bar. You know what I mean? Twenty bucks. Mm -hmm. You get to see four or five different bands. And it's amazing. <laughs> and usually they'll put a better show on than your regular pop artist. They'll make you pay $500 for a ticket. Wow, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> we'll be here a while. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's, it's, you know, it's sad. It's sad. It is. You can't go see shows. Oh, well, you know, they're complaining. Well, we're not making enough money. Well, put yeah. your prices down. Yeah. selling any merch. I mean, I just paid $400 for a ticket to come see you. I'm not buying right. merch. Right? Like, when, when the cost of one ticket is the cost of a festival, there's something wrong. 
I wanted to bring uh, Amanda to go see um, one of her favorite like country artists right now. And um, like the tickets in nosebleed section will cost me $180 each. That's ridiculous. Nosebleed. Like, not even, yeah. you know, I was like, huh. Like, and then I look at in this moment, and it's like 60 bucks a ticket. And I'm like, oh, you want to go see a metal show instead? Like, no, like. It, it tells you where their heart is. Like, you know, if you're if it's more affordable to go to a, a metal show versus another, like, ninety percent of the time, it's because their heart is genuinely in just the music, not necessarily making a profit. Absolutely, and I get it. You know, times are rough. People need money, uh, cost money to do tours, and but I mean, I would feel bad to charge people that kind of money. Yeah, yeah. Like the 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 last concert before Carbonstone I went to was uh uh ten years and thirty bucks. I mean thirty bucks to see them in an intimate setting because they're they're from our close to my hometown. So it's you know it's just it was amazing. I, I, you you, you said know. festivals earlier, even festivals, six hundred bucks for the three day weekend. I know. Um, I but know. you gotta sleep somewhere. Yeah. If you're not sleeping on the tent there, you gotta get a hotel. You haven't <clears throat> you haven't drank anything, you haven't bought merch. I mean, that's that's pretty much your whole vacation now. And it is. Kids. It's not uh economically friendly. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's amazing. One hell of a party. It is. I, I went to my first festival two years ago, and like, there, there's a, such a thing as post festival depression. <laughs> there is. There is. But you know, it it just shows where I think where the mindset is. You know, it's it's more about making a profit off the people that genuinely love music versus you know actually embracing the music. Which is something you know. Uh, it's why I like indie bands so much. Also, it's. Uh, that's why I, I'd rather go spend my money to see dying folk. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Stone, like all of them. Evil Leaf is around here too. Oh, I love Evil Leaf. Oh, they're so cool. I got the CD up there signed. Shout out to them. <laughs> I didn't make the last show, but I'm hoping to make one of the other ones. It's hard. It was on a Monday night. Kids, school. Oh, absolutely. Weekends are better for shows. <laughs> I understand completely. <laughs> When's your favorite time of the day to create? Are you a night owl? I, I, I think I am. I, I only say I think because like I used to do third shift religiously. So then my mind just kind of shifted to that. But anymore, it's like uh, in the evening, like early evening, like, you know, between... 4 to 8 p.m. or whatever, like I'll, I'll crank out a bunch of stuff. I'll just sit out on my back porch and just sit there and write. You know, it's like maybe incoherent, but it, it's still writing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it starts somewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, it starts with a scribble on a piece of paper and then it evolves into better off dead, you know? That's beyond true. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how how life is. It's, it starts with a little grain, and then it just grows from there, you know? 
Um, do you yeah. usually listen to the music before you write the lyrics, or do you have lyrics written down and then you'll listen to a song and go, oh, I have lyrics for that? Oh, it, it, I, I, blah, 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 yeah, tongue-tied. <laughs> um, I think it just depends. There's sometimes where I'll have a story and the lyrics are already written, and then there's times I'll let the instrumental that I discover inspire what kind of style that I want to do the lyrics. I don't really feel there's any wrong way about that. So it's just, you know, just different creative processes. But I'd say 50-50. There is no wrong way. It all depends on the artist, you know. Mm-hmm. I like to have the music before I write. Yeah. So I can find a melody so I don't cram into the few words. That's my style. I put too many words in a phrase and then I'm like... Oh, God, same. <laughs> How do I cut those down to three words now? I'm, I'm bad about writing a novel for a verse. <laughs> and then you have to cut some pieces out, and you're like, what's important? What can I change? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What will give the same impact as a thousand words here? <laughs> and usually I end up with a total different song on the side, and I'm like, well, more lyrics for later, because now this song's not even this song. Right. I've been there many times, too. Do you have any weaknesses you're working on? Like, do you want to write better? Like, some for me, I'm, I'm trying to um, broaden my vocabulary because I'm French-Canadian. If I write in French, I have more words to use. If I oh, uh, well, yeah, yeah. I'm limited to my knowledge, right? So. Um, I mean, songwriting, I definitely would love to get better at personally. Um. I'm not quite where I would like to be, but you know, it's a journey. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's not going to happen overnight. And then I'm always, always working on my screams and my, my singing. Cause I, like, I don't like to rest. I, I, if I hit one goal, I want to reach another one as far as that goes. And it's like, I think people who are passionate about it should always set some kind of goal for themselves in that aspect. Realistic goals. I would add. Oh, absolutely. Because some people like to set the bar too high. Like, yeah. you want to be able to achieve those goals. It's it's not about setting the bar high, as high as you can, and then struggle to hit those goals. Right? No, because it, the small victories mean so, so much in your mind. If you can accomplish what you first set out for, then you can move on to that next goal that might have been what a weakness was to you before. Yeah? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll give you a stupid example. Um Facebook uh, gives you a goal that you can have as a creator. And uh, when I started out, uh, my engagement was very low. People weren't engaging with me. So my goal was to spike that up. So I didn't set an un... You know what I mean? I I set something that was... It was doable. Yeah. Uh, Surprisingly, with the community, it got done in like three days. And it's something (laughs) I thought was going to happen. You know, because you don't realize of numbers. You don't realize you're not the computer. You're not, you know, and, but you yeah. can't hyper-focus on those numbers either. Because I did that for a while, too, and then I was like, my numbers are going down. Oh, my God. And then you start freaking out, and it's like, oof, breathe. You can't always I've, be sitting at your computer. I've had so much anxiety from that, too, because for a while I was posting so much as, you know, on my page. And it's like, oh, your algorithm, you're dropping in it. It's like, wait, but like, I just posted. How, 
I, I can't keep coming up with content every single, like, 45 minutes, it seems like. They're like, you need another post, and then they'll flag you for making a post. <laughs> yes, and then Facebook tells you, oh, well, you know, if you post more often. I posted five times in the last two hours. It's not my fault that you're not smart enough. Now I'm starting to follow people, and you're booting me off of this. What is mm. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to follow people in a while. Don't, don't get sick over those numbers. Like, it, keep an eye on them because it's always nice to see your growth. It's encouraging. Um, but don't hyper-focus and don't compare yourself to other people. Uh, I've learned that the hard way. I've seen some bands that, you know, that started out at the same time as me, and I'm so happy for their growth. Like, you have no idea. But then it's like, well, wait, why wasn't, oh, well, I mean, I'm not as socially present. As, as them. So it makes sense. And it's like, if you hyper, if, like you said, if you hyper focus on those, it, it can drain you. It really can. It's just like, well, what am I doing? Yeah, <laughs> numbers. I post every day. I think my content is good, you know? Mm -hmm. How do I not have more followers? And then I'd see a page and I was like, how do they have so many followers? Yeah. There's also a factor that some people pay. To get followers, which I don't understand, I don't, I don't, I don't either. And I'm not trying to knock anybody that does that because I mean I understand we're all in it together. I get that, but it's like for me personally, I prefer organic growth because it's like if I have a thousand followers and I don't get any more, hey, that's awesome. If I, if each one of those actually enjoys what I put out, that's that's even better. What, what, what is it good to have 10,000 followers if all you have on your post is the same two people? Uh, yeah. You know, that always like your shit. So, yeah. I mean, the, the, the whole number game could be very deceiving for some people. And I, it can. I, I'm trying to just, you know, say, like, don't, don't. It's a fun game, it's a fun thing to look at, but don't hyper focus on it. If you do, you'll drive yourself crazy. <laughs> Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And that's the same thing on streams on Spotify. That's the same thing, um, you know, like you said earlier, maybe that one person that you touch, that your song yeah. that you is the one that's constantly streaming that song. So, you know, and, and stop me if I'm going down a rabbit hole, but Spotify, it has helped music so, so much because it, it makes it so much more accessible to people in, you know, that wouldn't have reached it. But it's also been such a detriment. It, it, like you're you're fighting like the whole you know that whole big number is a million you know streams when in actuality it's like the equivalent of six actual albums sold. And it's just I mean it sucks. And it sucks that we have to do it, but it, we do you know. That's why merch. If you want to, yeah. help, and I say it in every interview that I do. You want to help a band? You want to help a podcast out? It's merch. Yeah. Have it. We all hate to share it. We all hate to shove it down your throats. But it's there. Yeah, I, I hate it so much. I hate having to, to plug like, and it's just it feels so so greedy and money hungry, and it's like, but but it's the only way I'm making any you know actual income. But it's so pretty though, like so pretty. Oh, uh, that dude. <laughs> My boy Zorn and Uberdosis. Come on now. <laughs> yes. 
those those two guys, right? Like, my God, that that interview's a classic on here already. I mean, last act, those guys. Those Zorn is one one crazy zombie man. Um, the support I get from people is amazing. Keep your eyes open. You're gonna see me featured on some of Zorn's some of Anger Overdose's tracks with Militia. I heard. Thing <laughs> and funny. So let's just put it that way. Um, I'm also working with Image of the Seat right now. Oh, oh, that's going to be a banger. Yes, yes. We're working on something together. And hopefully me and you at one point. Yes, at some point I just have to get everything situated. <laughs> do what you got to do. I'm busy as hell too, so uh, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. I'm not, and music is not going anywhere, so... I mean, we'll be in contact and we'll figure something out, but I, I need to get on a six-car step. I, I need to. It's going to be a big fangirl moment for me to be singing with you, JT. Thank you. That means the world to me. It really does. So as we're finishing off this, this interview, um, I'm going to ask you the next question. Uh, I ask the question to everybody on every show. Um, there's no bad answers. Um, like I tell everybody I've heard from um, don't drink too much to it's all going to be okay. So there's no bad answer. You had a chance to sit down with young JT. What do you tell him? Oh, man. You know, don't give up. You know, like, keep, keep, sorry. <laughs> um, keep, you know, keep moving forward because things get better, you know, like every, every hardship that you end up facing, it, 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 it's not for nothing. It, it, you know, at, at some point you actually start realizing like, Oh shit, it actually worked in my, my favor in some ways, you know, and it's like, uh, God, if I could go back, yeah, I would just tell him, you know, don't give up. Don't, don't, don't throw away the lyrics he did when you were 14, buddy. He just, <laughs> Right, right. If I would have held <laughs> those books, I swear there's gold in there. Oh, I mean, if not for albums, like just to to, to laugh at, right? I mean, <laughs> what I'm saying, there's a lot of comedy in there, that's for sure. I, I'd love to see what little little Nick's had to say at 14 years old. And right. But it's very good advice. Nobody should give up. Um, yes, it gets tough. Yes, sometimes you feel like you're not going to get through it. But guess what, fuckers? You're going to get through it. And yeah. it's going to be another day, another trip, um, another stumble. You, you, one of my old mottos is, you know, live for the moment and then in that moment get drunk off of it forever, which is impossible. But, you know, live, live for the moment that you're wanting. I mean, you're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised the next hour. Nothing is promised to us. Uh, the only thing that we can promise to ourselves is to enjoy every moment we have. Like yeah, you were saying I, earlier, little things in life. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're always focused on the big things in life. But the little It's the small things that matter the most, right? The, those big things, they come and they go, it seems. But those small things, like... 
go out and enjoy the wind hitting your face because there's somebody that can't do that. Right? Enjoy that sun on your face. Enjoy the mm-hmm. and enjoy the rain. So oh, I love rain. The rain. Go stand in it. Go enjoy it. <laughs> Wash away all that yuck. I love Absolutely. Love that's that's just enjoy life, guys. I mean. Um, JT, every time I sit down with you, every time I see you, every time I talk to you, you bring um, a peace to me. You, you bring, uh, you're, you, you have a calmness about you. You have, a, uh, you have a something, um, and I appreciate your friendship. Uh, thank you. Same to you. It, I love doing this. Like anytime I get on here with you, I feel like I can just talk for hours. It's right. <laughs> like that's what I was telling men earlier. I said this. Is this could be long. I'm going to try to keep it to an hour. But I said sitting with JT is like sitting with an old friend. So you are always welcome. We're going to have plenty of other special episodes. I'm thinking about doing, um, listening to music and doing, I, I, I want to say critiques, but I don't want to say critiques because I don't critique music. Because um, who am I to judge? But I want to sit down with a few of you guys that just listen to some songs and just share shit, shoot shit about the songs that we listen to. So Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Um, thank you so much, JT, for being with us. Guys, it's been a pleasure to have JT from Six Stars here. Please make sure you go follow him on social media. Uh, make sure you hit that follow on Spotify. Add his music to your playlist. And check out the merch. I'm sure yeah. JT has a link tree somewhere. Yes, I do. Uh, I, it is linktr.ee slash six scars, and then you can find whatever you need to on there. <laughs> there you go. JT, thank you so much for being with me tonight. Thank you, Mel. Um, this episode's going to come out in June. I'm going to send you all the details about it. Uh, is there anything you want to say before we go? Um, well, just that um, I will be putting out that new single, Sleepwalking. Uh, hopefully, by the end of June, it's definitely a departure once again, but uh, it got mixed by Steve and produced by Gus Walner, who's just absolutely amazing. There we go. There we go. Um, so thank you so much, JP, for being here. We thank will you. support what you do here at the Mixes Podcast. Make sure you send us that release when it comes out so I can add it. Absolutely. Um, so we're out, guys. I'm Melanie Nix with the Nix's podcast. Make sure you follow JP, six stars everywhere. Good night, guys. Good night, guys.